Welcome to The Cap, where we are here to speak with college reps and other professionals in the field of college admissions to help answer all your questions and guide you through every step of the process. So if you're serious about college admissions, you've come to the right place. Are you ready? Let's talk about it. And now, here's your host, Dr. John Durante. Welcome to The Cap, the College Admissions Process Podcast. I am your host, John Durante, and I am here to introduce you to college admissions representatives and other professionals in the field of college admissions. Our purpose is to serve you, the students and parents, so that you may gain insight straight from the people who ultimately make the decisions. Regardless of whether you apply to a particular school being highlighted in a given episode, you should listen to all of them, as each guest will give you tremendous insight and advice on every aspect of the college admissions process, prompting you to come up with your own follow-up questions for when you visit campus or meet with a college admissions representative yourself. Don't forget to visit our website, www.collegeadmissionstalk.com, or the show notes of each episode to access the alphabetical list of all the colleges available with the related audio link to the right of each school. The alphabetical list provides you with on-demand access to all of the episodes so that you may listen whenever you wish. And if you want to receive links to episodes before they are released on the podcast, along with other related resources, please fill out the email opt-in form also available on our website and in the show notes of each episode. Lastly, please email me with any questions or comments at collegeadmissionstalk at gmail.com. So are you ready? Let's talk about it. Welcome to The Cap, the College Admissions Process Podcast. I am your host, John Durante, and it gives me great pleasure to introduce to you today Anthony Pelliccia, Associate Director of Admissions and Athletic Department Recruitment Coordinator at Siena College. Anthony, thank you so much for being here today. How are you? Uh, fantastic. Thank you so much for, for having me. You know, I'm excited. This is going to be a blast. I'm doing well, you know, enjoying summer and, and higher ed. It's the time that we get to uh, take our foot off the gas a little bit, which is nice. That is awesome. And it's an honor and pleasure to have you, Anthony. So let's start by asking, what is it about Siena College that makes it so appealing for so many students to want to apply and ultimately attend? Yeah, so Siena, I think, is a really great place for a lot of reasons, right? Um, I think it's a perfect, like, jack-of-all-trades kind of school, right? So if students are looking for, like myself, I was looking initially for big school. I wanted, you know, big state school, Division One sports, school spirit, rah-rah. That's what I was looking for. Um, and I realized pretty quickly that the classroom space wasn't going to be the right spot. So I found that smaller to mid-range size. Um, and Siena is a perfect blend of that, right? We have about 3,500 students. So you have that small classroom space where you're going to get to know everybody around you. You're going to feel comfortable with your classmates and your professors. But at the same time, we do have that division one atmosphere. So you do have the school spirit and that rah-rah and you have the best of both worlds. Um, so like that's super uh, kind of like you know, unique, I'd say. Uh, but ultimately, you can ask anybody who's affiliated with Siena in any way. They'll all tell you the same thing. If you like, if you want to go to a school that cares about you, if you want to go to a school filled with good people, Siena is a place for you. Our community, I think, is really special and really unique, um, and kind of really helps people feel like they're a part of the Siena family even before they're officially part of it. Well, it's definitely a community of care and of good people. Anthony, I want to share that I read a statistic. 90% of your freshman class returned. That's your retention rate, which is an astonishing number, a testament of the great work that you do in admissions to get the right people on campus but it's also a testament to the great work that Siena College does to keep the students happy and wanting to come back once they're there. So what's the secret sauce, Anthony? What's the secret in terms of keeping students happy and having such a great retention rate? Yeah, I think we have a really special team across campus, right? It takes a village to do this. Uh, it's not just one person or one individual across the campus. It's the campus buy-in from the students knowing what they're signing up for and looking, you know, getting excited for what they're buying into. Um, our professors, again, are just people who genuinely care. They really want to see our students succeed. Um, we have a lot of resources and programs built for student success. All of our majors are customizable. So it's not like, you know, it's not like if you're coming for accounting, you have to take these 12 classes. Like, nope. If you're at Siena and you want to do accounting, well, you can take that class 
or you can focus on international accounting, or you can focus on this or that, the other thing. So it's really flexible to kind of fit every student where they are and what they are looking to do. Um, and the, the resources are great, right? I mean, our career center is incredible. Our student life and student support services are great. Our office of accessibility, everyone you can tell is really, really, really just invested in the Siena community. Um, we joke that Siena is kind of like a cult, like in a good way, but once you're a part of Siena, like you, you just love feeding into it. Our alumni network is super engaged. Like it's a really just a, a special place. I know it's the easy answer, um, but the campus buy-in and the constant support for for the community is is really kind of what makes us keep going and getting better and growing. So it's a community that's very flexible and you meet the students where they are, which I love. So Anthony, let's dig a little bit into the application review process itself. Walk us through the process of how you evaluate so many applications. For example, Anthony, are there teams of people representing different regions? If so, How many applications is each group responsible for? People always ask about the evaluation process. They want to know what happens once they submit their application. So take your time. Any insight that you could give us would be greatly appreciated. Yeah. So the, the way that we do things here at Siena is we, um, our admissions team is all one big team, but we do all kind of silo in different regions and categories. So right. Myself, I'm from Hicksville. I'm a Long Island boy. I came to Siena. Um, so I take care of our Long Island families. I'm, I'm Long Island all the time. Um, so I read about, you know, close to maybe 850, 900 applications from wow. Long Island alone each year. Um, wow. So that's my territory. And then we have other individuals that are coming from or they're taking care of the capital region, some that do Jersey, Maryland, the DMV area. Um, we have another individual that takes care of all the Western New or Western New York, um, one that does all of New England. So we kind of are separated by, you know, individuals with general regions. Um, but then we also offer some specialty programs. Like we have a really great eight-year medical program with Albany Medical College. So I also oversee that. So I'm in charge of that admissions process where I read another 400 or so applications. Um, we have another individual in our office, um, Megan, that oversees our honors program and pre-laws programs. So, you know, she's in charge of our four plus three law programs and our three plus two law programs. Um, Mariah oversees honors, so she reviews those programs. So we we all (laughs) kind of have our general geographical regions, um, but then we all also have additional programs that we review and and read. Um, So typically, you know, I'm reading in, in in our heavy reading season, I'm reading, you know, I don't know, maybe 40, 40 applications a day. Um, because, you know, we got to get through them pretty quickly. And we, we like to get our application decisions done quickly. Uh, but at the same time, you know, although I'm responsible for Long Island, if I'm backlogged and overwhelmed, like the rest of the team does jump in and help us out, which is really nice. That sense of camaraderie and, and support across our admissions team is really nice because ultimately we're customer service, right? We're here to make sure that our families and our students and prospective students and families get the service that they need. Um, we know the college process is exhausting, uh, so we do what we can to, to get applications read in a, in a pretty good amount of time and make sure we're doing our due diligence and doing our homework on the students um, to make sure if they, you know, if they're a right fit for Siena, we put them in a position to, to join the Siena community. Um, but that's kind of the way that we do it. In total, we read probably close to 9,000 applications a year, um, which, I mean, in the grand scheme of things and some colleges out there, it's nothing. But for Siena, when we have 3,500 students, we have a pretty good chunk of change to get through in a, in a few months. <laughs> um, you know, our applications, we start reading applications in September and we read up through March. So it's, it's constant reading for a while. Well, proportionately, that's definitely a lot of applications. And it's <laughs> nice yep. to know that you're part of a solid team that looks to bring the right students to yep. your wonderful community. So we appreciate that. So, Anthony, when reviewing applications from various high schools, how do you take into account when one student school, for example, may offer close to 20 advanced placement exams while someone else's might only offer five? How does that look in your overall application process? Yeah, and that's that's something we see um, a lot, right? Because we, we do read applications from across the country, right? Uh, primarily a lot of our Northeast and Eastern Coast students, but we have national applications and the changes in curriculum offerings over the last few years after COVID impacted a lot. So a lot changes. Um, and the way that we do what we can is we really are just looking for students who taking advantage with, of what's available, um, right? I mean, some students in some schools, they do have 30 AP courses and they're taking eight of them in their time in high school. That's fantastic, right? That's incredible. That's great. Um, as long as the students are finding success in those challenging curriculum, like that's the goal, right? Uh, and on the other side, students who don't offer even honors level courses, right? Maybe they're only regions level or base, like maybe entry, like, you know, the, whatever their, the, the, at the normal course offerings are. Um, so what we do is we, when we get an application, we get the high school 
um, profile as well. And we see what courses are offered. We see what they are taking advantage of and what they're not taking advantage of. Um, so we really try to do our homework again to really make sure that we're looking into every detail and see if the students are taking advantage of what they can. We don't really get too caught up on, oh my goodness, well, this student took five and this student took none. Well, that student might've also had one or no offerings, or maybe they had to get two part-time jobs to help support their family. Like there's a lot of student stories going on, right? right. There's a lot of right. other things that impact the student and their, their curriculum opportunities. So we really try to, to do our due diligence and dive as deep into an application as we can until we make a decision. Um, but ultimately we want to see students challenging themselves, right? Like we, we do have a challenging curriculum here at Siena. We're a very strong academic school. We want to make sure the students who do come here are, are prepared appropriately. Um, and, and, you know, there's been times where we see students who are missing maybe a, a history course or missing a math class. Okay. So we have that conversation with students. Hey, you know, we would love for you to join Siena in our biology program, but you're missing that last math class or the math courses are a little bit lower. Like, would you be considering coming to Siena as an undecided student, maybe getting your foot in the door, adjusting to Siena curriculum and then changing into the bio program or, Hey, you're missing algebra two trig and we need that. Would you consider taking that at maybe Nassau Suffolk community college in the summertime before fall semester starts? take that. All right, cool. Now in the fall, you're ready to rock and roll and go. So we really kind of just work with students and again, meet them where they are. Um, and we kind of just see what you're taking advantage of and what you aren't because we know every student's different. Every student struggles, every student has, you know, their story. Um, so we just try to, you know, dive into it and really not compare from different high schools, right? Um, you know, student A and student B are student A and student B. It's not student A versus <laughs> student B, right? Like, we, right. we have that that ability where we're, you know, pretty fortunate. We can admit a good chunk of our students, um, you know, we, we want to, you know, bring in as many students as we can that fit that Santa core value and the community. Right. Absolutely. And I appreciate the insight in terms of how you work with different students. Like you said, maybe they're missing algebra two, maybe they're missing pre-calc or calc, depending on what program they want to major yeah. in. And it's great that you would reach out and ask them to consider different options. That's fantastic. And again, yeah. a testament to the Siena family field that you guys foster. I also appreciate that you mentioned the high school profile, which has come up a lot in the podcast episodes. I think it is important for students and their parents to recognize that every high school gives admissions reps their high school profile. And as a parent myself, it's important to know what your school offers. So go on the website, look for the high school profile. And of course, if it's not on the website, you could always call your guidance office to see what it is that gets sent to colleges in terms of just giving an overview of what your high school offers. Visiting campus before committing to a school is so important for the student to get a true feeling of the campus and the surrounding area. So when a student comes to your campus, Anthony, what are the areas that they absolutely should visit and what are some of the questions that they should be asking to help them determine whether or not Siena College is the right fit for them? Yeah, we're very fortunate um, where we offer a lot of student spaces, right? I mean, Siena, we're not a terribly large school, again, uh, both population, but also size-wise. Um, I mean, we're, we're not, it doesn't take us a half hour to get across campus. You don't need to shuttle around, right? <laughs> we're pretty, we're pretty fortunate where we're a pretty small school where from one end of the campus to the other is maybe a 12, maybe 15 minute walk, if that, right. And that's on a snowy day when you're shuffling your feet and you're not trying to go too fast. So we're, we're pretty nice and centralized and local. So our tours are pretty, pretty um, impactful because you see just about everything you really want to see and should see and need to see. Right. So um, some of the big hotspots that we always want to show our students, though, are our student spaces, right. Um, when you go to a college, you're going to be there for most cases, right. Commuting students, different situations. Um, and some schools are just built a little bit differently for the most part in a school like Siena, you want to go somewhere that you feel at home, right? Wherever you are. Right. So you want to make sure you Absolutely. find, okay, well, the, is the dining hall a comfortable space? Okay, cool. It, it, it seems like a pretty normal space. Well, is the library, can I see myself in those shoes, right? So really trying to put the students in a in a place where they can feel comfortable across campus is really good. Um, and, and we highlight those student spaces. We're also pretty fortunate because our campus is not terribly large. We offer golf cart tours. So we put <laughs> students on some golf carts and like, hey, we're going to go see our upperclassmen housing. We're going to go see our underclassmen housing. We're going to show you the dining hall. We're going to show you the gym, the, the athletic facilities, our student centers. Like we're going to really kind of be able to show you everything because again, we're not terribly large, right? We have that, that ability where if you're here for a 45 minute tour, you're going to really be able to hit those hot spots. Um, but some of the big things that students always want to make sure they see when they're visiting schools, you definitely want to see a dining hall. Definitely. And if you can have the ability to taste the food, if you're there during a weekday or during when school's in session, 
try to eat some of the food because that's a big thing, right? Um, and I mean, our, our food is great. Again, classic Long Island boy leaving mom's <laughs> cooking. I was terrified about going to college and figuring out what to eat. And I put all those freshmen 15. I don't think I ever left them or I lost them. So the food up here is pretty good, which is awesome. Um, and then also, again, you want to go find places that you can feel comfortable at. Um, college is, is very stressful when you're in it, regardless of the school you attend. It's hard work and stressful. It's hard leaving home. It's hard being in a new environment. It's hard being, you know, taking challenging curriculum. You want to find places at campus that you can see, oh, I see kids smiling, having fun there. I could see they're decompressing right now. I could see them just hanging out with their friends. Oh, is there a big central quad that everyone lays out on towels in the nice weather? Is there a place to, you know, shoot hoops if you're into that? If there's a place, <laughs> you know, I don't know if you're into yoga, right? Like whatever it is, find your thing that you're looking for and just see if you can find a space on the campus that, oh, I, I see I can, that that's a place for me to do that. Or that's a space that I could see myself there, right? Like again, the, the athletics world was really important for me. Oh, it was cool. Like, oh, the baseball field's in the middle of campus. I could watch baseball while I'm <laughs> doing homework. Like, that's awesome, right? Oh, there's four basketball courts to go shoot hoops on. All right, cool. Like, that that was a big thing for me. Um, and then also, you know, we're a Franciscan institution, right? So the Catholic faith part of it was a big thing for me, too. I went to you know Catholic high school, and I wanted to go to a school that had that that element to it. Oh, the, the, there's a chapel on campus. There's a friar presence, right? So just kind of try to find the things that you're looking for to make it feel like comfortable for you. Um, and, and most colleges are going to showcase those during their visits. I know that we do, we showcase everything I just mentioned, um, <laughs> during our, during our tours. Um, but really just kind of doing, you know, what you can to put yourself in a student's shoes. Um, I, I also think it's important to try to take advantage of multiple visit opportunities if possible. Um, we, our, our visits change a little bit based on the time of the year, based on where students are in the college process, right? If you're coming as a junior rising senior in high school taking a summer visit and a tour of campus in the summer it's going to look a lot different to you than when you're a senior in you know january and it's a little bit colder and there's snow on the ground like it's two vastly different experiences so if you're in a position where you can visit a school more than once um i, I highly recommend doing so i think it'll drastically impact your view of the school um hopefully for the better right um but then also with the growing you know ability of, of virtual visits and, and virtual opportunities i think those are super helpful. Um, the world is smaller than we ever kind of felt. I think uh, we're, you know, I'm talking last night, I had a, a virtual tour last night at 7 PM, um, where I gave a 10 minute presentation. And then it was a, about a 30, 35 minute virtual tour, maybe 45 minute tour, um, with some of our current students. And there was a student from Brazil on it. Very rare. Like <laughs> that's a Thursday evening, right? Um, that's not gonna, that wouldn't have happened five years ago. It, it's something that kind right. of, was forced to change after the last couple of right. years. Um, so I think that your, your ability to get in touch with students in a different way is, is super unique and the virtual visit opportunities are great, but I don't think anything can replace an on-campus individual visit. I think that if you're in a position to do so, I definitely, definitely, definitely think that that'll help isolate or hammer in that, you know, that, that your final decision. Hey, podcast friends, are you or someone you know in need of some custom college gear? Prep Sportswear carries a wide variety of college fan gear and apparel, including T-shirts, sweatshirts, hoodies, hats, and so much more. So whether you're getting ready to go to the game, hanging out on campus, organizing a college bed decorating party, or you're simply looking to build upon your college gear, Prep Sportswear has you covered. Check out our Prep Sportswear affiliate partnership link in the show notes for all the details. As an affiliate partner with Prep Sportswear, the podcast does receive a small commission if you make a purchase. But rest assured that we would only promote products that we believe in and feel that would benefit our listeners. And now, back to the show. Well, I think you're right. Visiting campus in person, if you can, is absolutely something that can't easily be replicated. But the pandemic has taught us that, yes, there's a lot you could do with technology. For example, all of the virtual tours that you mentioned, but also something like this podcast, which would have never been born without the <laughs> exactly. pandemic. So uh, take advantage, students and parents, of all those opportunities, again, on campus and even virtually. So, Anthony, getting back to the application, what is the average profile of the current freshman class in terms of course of GPA and any other related data that you collect, such as SAT or ECT scores? And if a student falls lower than your mid-50, what are some of the things that they can do to enhance their overall application? Yeah, and, and I think this is a part um, of the application process where us at Siena and, and similar schools, a lot of the smaller schools um, have an advantage where we really, again, we dive deep into applicants. We try to get to understand who they are. And um, one of the best pieces of advice that I was told, and we'll talk about it again more afterwards, but um, when I was looking at colleges was that when you go to a college, they get the whole you. 
right? So when we're looking at an application, we really try to dive into understanding the whole you, understanding your academics, your extracurriculars, and again, what's going on in, in, the, in the rest of your personal life, because a lot of that impacts your success in other areas of your life. Um, but at the average student that we're looking at, Sienna, you know, we're looking for strong B plus and better type students. So um, 87, 88 GPAs and above. Um, our o- Over 50% of this incoming class has at least a 90 GPA. Um, so pretty strong academics, right? Um, and we're, we're test optional, right? So we've been test optional for, I think it's like eight years now. Um, so even before COVID, um, like just after I applied to Sienna, we changed to being test optional. Um, <laughs> and I think it's really kind of benefiting a lot of students because we've seen a lot standardized testing doesn't do as good of a job as we thought it did at projecting student success um high school curriculum high school gpas that gives you a much more true you know indicator of of student success than a four-hour exam right so we're really kind of honing on more so your gpa and your your curriculum that you're taking um as opposed to standardized testing because we just don't think it holds the same weight. Um, now, with that being said, you know, the vast majority of our students do not submit test scores, but those who do, our average is like 1150 SAT and a 25, 26 ACT. Um, so they're, you know, right in that general middle range. Um, the that I wouldn't say that numbers might be a little skewed though, because typically students who are scoring higher are the ones sending those scores in, right? right. Being that we're test right. optional, they have that ability to like, oh, if I didn't hit 1150, all right, well, then I'm not going to bother. Oh, I hit a 1420. Well, then I'm, there's no hurt. And not, okay. Well, that's right. probably going to pull things up a little <laughs> bit. So we might be a little closer to 1200 now, um, just because of that. Uh, and then going back to that medical program, like we do require test scores for that program. So that might boost those numbers a little bit too, because the minimum SAT required for that medical program is a 1360. Right. Okay. So like that, that's where those numbers might be growing a little bit too. Um, but really, we're looking just for, you know, well rounded B plus 87, 88 GPA students and above um, with strong curriculums. Are you right? We don't, we're going back to the APs. We're not looking for 18 AP credits. Like, no, if you've just taken some credit, don't fall off. Don't not take a four year of science or math, especially if you're interested in a, in a, in a major degree program in science and math, you want to make sure you kind of do that. Um, but really just making sure that, you know, uh, academically you're, you're, you know, at, at that, that ground. Um, and what we will do, and when I'm looking at an application, if there's a student that's a little bit lower than we would typically like to see, if there's a student with an 82, 83 GPA, um, again, I'll probably reach out to that student prior to making a decision and saying, hey, I noticed your first two years in high school were awesome. You had 93 everything. And then I see junior year, things drop back down, maybe like a little low 80s. Okay, what's going on? And something happened. If their essay doesn't give us any insight, um, if a recommendation letter doesn't really tell us, I usually reach out and say, hey, like, would you be interested in setting up a Zoom call or a phone call? Or if you're coming to campus, you want to spend some time just chatting um, and trying to understand maybe something happened at home. Um, maybe there was a loss of a love, like, you know, a family member. Um, maybe they moved and there was like a huge just kind of change, right? So maybe something happened that impacted those grades okay well now we know maybe we're going to look into getting your first semester senior year grades and just making sure that those grades are back trending up in the right direction before we make that admissions decision um because ultimately you know we're not here to be the big bad guys we're here to make sure that students who do attend sienna are fit to find success um and you know academically again we're, we're a challenging school that we want to make sure oh well, if you're struggling in you know english all four years well maybe you shouldn't come to sienna to be an english major Maybe we, we find a different path for you. Um, so really just kind of, if students are a little bit lower than what we type, typically like to see, we really kind of try to put them in a place to get them where they need to be to get here, um, as opposed to just a, you know, a general yes or no, right? Um, and again, that kind of comes to the benefit of a school like Sienna, where you know of the, of the 800 or so applicants I reviewed this year, I probably met, like individually met either on the phone or on a Zoom call, probably close to 200 of them maybe more than that um, throughout the last, you know, two years of the, the college process for these students. So it's been a really um, kind of going back and forth. We really try to keep the students engaged and up to date uh, because we do do things. We want to, you know, we want to put them in a position to find success. Well, that's a terrific answer. And I really appreciate the fact how you talked about the mid 50% is skewed because yeah. like you said, only students that are scoring high are submitting. So those numbers are definitely different than they were five, 10 years ago. Mm-hmm. Also, the fact that the test optional movement, students definitely prepare for the exam. If you fall within the mid 50 or higher, submit. If not, don't submit. That's the beauty of the college process now. You have that choice. As Anthony said, and many others before him, the test optional movement is in fact real. However, he also mentioned that for specific programs, for example, the medical program, 
even though the institution, right, in this case, Siena College might be test optional, check and see if you're applying to a competitive major, whether or not you need to submit scores for the major. Is that correct, Anthony? Yes, 100%, because a lot of colleges are like that, um, especially in, it's typically in the programs surrounding the math and science world. Um, so some nursing programs, a lot of medical college programs, some engineering programs, things of those sorts, typically like to see test scores still. Um, so definitely, if you're looking into a program like that, again, do your homework, right? Know if you have to take a test for it. Some even are t- still requiring like SAT two subject tests. Um, so you just want to make sure that if you are looking into a career or, you know, a degree program in one of those that you're just prepared appropriately. Um, the worst thing in the world is two weeks before an application deadline, you have one of those moments where like, oh my goodness, I didn't take that exam or, oh, I missed that. Like you want to make sure you kind of get it early. Um, so you're prepared when that application kind of deadline does come around. Um, so you're, you know, you're able to, to get where you want to go and, and, you know, achieve those dreams and get that dream school. Well, we really appreciate that, Anthony. Thank you so much. And digging a little deeper, what are some of the things that students do to demonstrate their interest in attending Siena? And do you track such things as part of your overall college admissions process? Yeah. And and so I, I think I'm kind of being redundant now, um, but it's really kind of important for a school like Siena that we want people who want to be here, right? Um, we really pride ourselves on the kids that, and students that attend here and the community that we kind of foster here, that we want students who want to be here. So we definitely do you like to see that demonstrated interest throughout the college process? Um, you know, whether it be just responding to an email and just saying, hey, I can't come to this open house. Have a great day. Like, okay, cool. Like, at least they're acknowledging us, right? Because we know that they get <laughs> inundated with hundreds and hundreds and hundreds, if not thousands of emails from hundreds of colleges, right? Um, so just them taking the time to acknowledge us is really appreciated. Um, or if we send an email saying, like, you know, how is the college process? Or, um Hey, like, do you need help with anything? Right. Just letting us know either. Oh, I'm really struggling right now with X or nope, I'm, I'm feeling pretty good right now. Thank you. Um, just kind of staying actively engaged with us is really kind of exciting. Um, it's also good for their, you know, <laughs> if they if back to that student that's on the fence, if I see a student with a little bit lower of a GPA, but like I can tell that, you know, they've come to campus twice and they've emailed me once a week and like, you know, they, they, I don't know, they do everything and they go over above and beyond. Um, and that might be on like, you know, the, the busy side of it. Um, but I definitely can tell that the student wants to be here. All right, well, then I'm going to definitely work to make sure that they're in a position to be here. Um, whether it be having a conversation with the rest of the admissions team saying like, what, what do we need to do to get the student on, you know, on the admission side or admitted rather? Um, or like, hey, the student wants to go into that nursing program. Okay, well, nursing is not right for them. Um, how do we help them understand that? Right. Because they want to be here. Like they love Sienna so truly, genuinely that they want to be here. Like, okay, let's figure out a plan for them. Um, so it really helps students on that lower side. Um, but overall, again, we want students who want to be here, right? It's, it's nice to be wanted, right? Like everybody wants to be wanted. <laughs> students want to be wanted by colleges. Colleges want to be wanted by students, right? Um, so it's just kind of that, that nice feeling. Um, where, where you want somebody who wants you. So we definitely track it. And again, it could be as simple as a, an email. It could be as simple as seeing me at a college fair and just coming and saying hi and filling out one of those inquiry cards. Um, or, you know, picking up a phone call. Hey, Anthony, I, I think I want to come take a tour of campus. When can I do that? All right, cool. Let's get you set up. Um, or, hey, I'm interested in your physics program. Can you tell me a little bit of information about it? And understanding um, a lot of students are in school during the school day. So it's usually parents calling on the behalf of their student. That's totally cool, too, because we know that. Right. Um, But just kind of putting themselves out there a little bit and trying to be a little proactive and reaching out to us. And again, um, it could be as big or as little as they they want it to be. It could be an email. It could be a phone call. It could be physically coming to campus. Um, It could be doing one of those virtual things. But I think colleges are accessible now more than ever um, that I think students have a lot of ways to get engaged with colleges. And I don't always think that they realize it. but schools and in Siena, for sure, we do like to see students staying actively engaged with us. And um, again, as big or as little as they can make it. Um, but we want we want to see you guys. We want to be, a, you know, we want that relationship. Right. Um, a lot of the times students don't know a lot about the college or they only know a little bit about what they think. Um, but then they don't know who to talk to. Well, us being the admissions people, we're your front facing <laughs> people. So again, those, you know, those 200 families, 250 families that I actively stayed engaged with this past year, um, which were, which are great. They got to know me really well. Um, and then it comes, you know, it's really nice about being that resource too, is when they get here, they feel like they know somebody, um, right. especially for students right. going away from home. Like, you know, again, Long Island, we're only three hours away from, from Siena and Albany, but for some students, that's a big change. 
right? Like my family, like me coming three hours away out of my sisters, I went the furthest away until my little sister attended Siena this past year too. Like that <laughs> three hours away was like, oh my goodness. I what If I need to go get my laundry done, I don't know what to do, right? Or if I need to go get food, like what do I do? Okay. Oh, hey, we're, hey, we're going to call Anthony at admissions. He's going to know. It gives parents <laughs> that comfort knowing, okay, well, now we have a a resource there that we really got to know. And now we really feel valuable and feel, you know, um, just reliable. Um, I think goes a long way too. It's that, that comfort on the the family side, knowing that they're going to a place where they know somebody um, because they've, you know, interacted with us so often and so many times and emails and phone calls, and they feel like I'm a big brother to their student, or they feel like I'm another son to them. Right. Um, So many times when students are interested in Sienna and I got to meet them their junior year of high school and I helped them through the college process and, go through everything and then they attend here. And then, you know, not that long ago, I got invited to somebody's uh, Sienna graduation party because wow. of how much I helped them through the process. <laughs> so like, it really kind of just goes to show you that we want to help you, <laughs> right? Right. We want students who want to be here. Um, but it kind of just really, you know, the, the more you show us that you want us, the more we're going to be able to help you. Well, we appreciate that insight, especially how you're driving home the point to students and parents to reach out if they have a question, send Anthony or one of his colleagues an email. Admissions reps are there to help you. And by the way, they are happy to do so. So we appreciate yeah. that, Anthony, of course. And how important are standardized tests, for example, SAT, ACT scores, in your admissions process? And are there any recent changes or updates regarding your test optional policies? Yeah, so not too much, fortunately. Um, once we kind of decided to go test optional a number of years back, We've kind of been locked in on that, which we're fortunate to do. Um, we saw after the first few years, there was a not a, a, a negative change in our student quality or the academic success or the student success when they attended, right? Going back to that retention rate, like we're getting students that are fitting the bill for what Sienna is and what we need. And, you know, our graduation rates above 75%, um, which is significantly higher than not a, a lot of national averages out there for public and private schools. So that indicator of that SAT going away wasn't really impacting our student success, right? Um, so we were really pretty much pretty fortunate from day one once we decided to go test optional that we were able to kind of stay on that course. Again, outside of our medical program, our nursing program is another program we don't require test scores for. We could we like to see them sometimes, especially students who, um, you know, maybe are, I don't want to say weaker in science and math, but maybe aren't getting 100 in every science and math course. So that's always a nice indicator, but it's not required again. Um, so we are very truly test optional. I mean, as long as a student isn't going for that medical program, I'm not going to ask for their test score. I'm not going to look into it. I'm not even, I'm not even going to wonder if they took it. It's not going to bother me one bit. I'm not going to lose any sleep. Um, but we, once we do receive a test score, it is part of the application review process, right? So um, my like insider info kind of thing, I tell every student, don't apply with a test score. I don't, I'd rather not see one and get told three months later, oh, I did take it and I got X on it. As opposed right. to, hey, this right. is what I got on it, and it's significantly lower than what we'd like to see, right? So right. would rather just, I recommend no application test, no applying with test scores if you're interested in Sienna, right? Um, unless you're interested in that medical program, just because I think you're, you'll are you be in a little bit of, of a better position. Um, and then, you know, because if we also do get it, then we get, we use that to help review merit scholarships, right? And if not, it's just your GPA. So if your GPA is a little higher than that test score, maybe, maybe it'd be smarter not to send it. Or if your test score is a little higher than your GPA says, maybe it would help, right? So, right. Um, but I, off the rip, I usually tell students don't don't apply with the test score. It makes everyone's lives easier. Um, it makes it takes the stress off of them, um, and it just kind of helps them through the process. But yeah, so from day one, we were pretty fortunate that test optional was kind of what we said and what we've kind of coasted with. And I appreciate that you talked about in terms of merit-based scholarships. If a test score is there and it's higher than the GPA, certainly submit it because it may help you with merit-based scholarships. However, if you don't submit your test scores, again, because of the test optional nature, <laughs> the GPA then comes into play for those merit scholarships. Right, Anthony? Exactly that, and and the, which is why I tell students to usually hold off on their test scores initially right. um, until they get their initial scholarships and then say, hey, because we have a process at Siena where we can reevaluate merit scholarships, fortunately. Um, not saying it's always going to change, but we're in a, usually in a spot that we can take another look. But the key is getting new information, right? So maybe um, getting updated senior grades or if they didn't apply with the test score, now they provide the test score, right? We just need something new information-wise to see if there's a change. But um, So it could help you in the long run, but on the front side, relieve yourself of the stress. Just focus on the minimal application because it's exhausting enough. <laughs> kind of make it as, as seamless as possible there.
I want to welcome back Sean Patel, who is the founder and CEO of Prep Expert. He's a Shark Tank entrepreneur making a deal with Mark Cuban back in 2016. And he's also a board certified dermatologist who received a perfect score on his SAT. Sean, welcome back. How are you doing today? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me back, John. So I just wanted to share with all your listeners real quick that we have an amazing partnership with the College Admissions Process Podcast, and we have a really special offer for all of your listeners. So for any listener who wants to enroll their student into one of our prep expert SAT courses, ACT courses, or one-on-one tutoring programs, you can get 30% off just for being a listener of the College Admissions Process Podcast. All you need to do is put in the promo code COLLEGETALK, one word, just college talk, and that'll give you 30% off all prep expert SAT courses, ACT courses, or one-on-one tutoring packages. Make sure you use the link in the show notes of the College Admissions Process Podcast. Thank you, Sean. We really appreciate it. To our listeners, as an affiliate partner with Prep Expert, I want to be transparent with you that for every purchase made using our coupon code, which is College Talk, the College Admissions Process Podcast will receive a small commission from Prep Expert. But rest assured that we only promote programs that we believe in and feel would benefit our listeners. For more information, please see the Prep Expert affiliate partnership link in the show notes. And now let's get back to the show. Oh, we appreciate that. And Anthony, can you elaborate on the role of the extracurricular activities and community involvement in the admissions process? Specifically, does what you look for differ based on a student's intended major? Yeah, so not so much on an intended major, I'd say. Um, but going back to the way I described Sienna's, we like jack-of-all-trades students, right? Sienna's that kind of jack-of-all-trades kind of school. We offer a lot. We have a lot of clubs and activities and leadership experience opportunities on campus. Um, so we like students who have taken advantage of those similar opportunities throughout high school. And again, right, if you're a three-sport athlete, you're probably not going to have time to get a part-time job or you're not going to be able to be a president of a club, right? You're a pretty busy student, right? Um, or if, you know, again, maybe, maybe you have a single parent um, and you have to help take care of your sibling. Okay. I get that, right? Um, but for some students who are in a position to take advantage of extracurriculars, we would love to see you doing so um, and taking advantage of leadership experiences and opportunities. There's a reason we have such a high student success rate. Um, it's because we get student leaders, right? We, we really push student leadership and pushing the soft skills and those liberal arts skills, um, critical thinking and public speaking and teamwork and all of those other aspects that you learn while you're at Siena that might not be study on a pen and paper, like, you know, with pen and paper, but it's just what you get from being part of the environment here. Um, so we want students who are going to take advantage of those extracurriculars and join the leadership roles and, and, and things. Um, and my, the, the key with that, though, is quality over quantity, right? And the way that I view an applicant, I'd rather see you maybe be a president of a club and do one other thing while you're in high school and see that you're devoting, you know, 15 hours a week to all of that, as opposed to doing 30 things in a matter of two years and do everything once. Right. That, that that investment, that right. um, the loyalty, that interest there, it's just, it feels like you're kind of doing it because you need to, not because you genuinely are interested in anything. Um, so that, that's a big thing for us. But then it also is really nice. If I'm reading an application and let's just say it's a student that I know I've been going back and forth with a few times and um, he wants to come in for chemistry and I and you know, oh, he's president of the chemistry club. Well, now I'm going to let our current club president know that maybe, you know, John, who's interested in coming to Siena is already part of that. Like, oh, now I'm going to have John reach out to, you know, the student and say, hey, we, we, heard, we heard that you're interested in Siena. We know that you're part of your chemistry club. Like, we would love to have you join us. Or, you know, esports is a growing industry, you know, industry right, right now. And our esports right. team is pretty competitive. Um, and we use them all the time. Hey, we have a student who in their application talked about how they were part of their esports team. They, they love competitive gaming. Well, they might not know that we have that club. But now we have a, an ability to kind of build that connection and relationship. So then going back to that, that village experience with Sienna, like we really try to engage the campus community with those prospective students. So when they get here, they're like, oh, all right, well, I already know John and, and the chemistry club, or I know Anthony and the esports team. And I, you know, it kind of helps them on that transition. So we like students to be involved. Um, one, it helps them develop as a person, but it helps, helps us in that application process where we're able to connect them a little bit with 
what we have to offer here. Um, we know that, again, the college process is extremely hard. There's hundreds, of, there's thousands of colleges in the country, right? How right. do you choose the right one for you? All right, well, maybe you want to go to a school that you absolutely are going to be able to study abroad in. All right, well, because maybe you did a, a service trip during high school. Oh, we see that on your application. Hey, we have that here. Now I'm going to talk to you about that. Um, whereas if you left that off the application, I wouldn't be able to help you find that thing you're looking for. Right. So it kind of helps us give us some more insight into who we're working with and who we're potentially bringing into campus um, to make sure that, we, you know, we have what you're looking for. Same thing goes on the other side. You know, if some some student tells me all about how they want to all they care about is going to college to play field hockey. OK, well, we don't have a field hockey program. Right. right? We might have a club field <laughs> hockey team. So like that might be the thing. But if that's not what you're looking for, Sienna doesn't have what you're looking for. And, you know, OK, well, then I can help you write that off your list and say, okay, well, you know, Sienna is not going to be where I find my future. I, I, I'm not going to spend extra time and energy on that. And now I'm going to focus on the next three schools, right? Because um, ultimately my job at Sienna, I'm not trying to sell Sienna to you. I'm trying to help you find if Sienna is the right place for you, right? So um, by seeing those extracurriculars, we're able to kind of give you a, a good indicator and a good pathway to find those things. Well, I like how you talk about building connections. And of course, with extracurricular activities, it's quality over quantity. I appreciate Absolutely. the example. Like you said earlier, if you're a three-sport athlete, that's yeah. probably re the reason why you're not in five or seven clubs and you're not the president of every club yeah. because, in fact, you're a three-sport athlete. So it's just being mindful, students, of making whatever it is that you do outside of the classroom known to the admissions representatives so that they're not there left to speculate what you do, make it very clear to them. This also includes, by the way, if you have a part-time job or mm -hmm. if you have to take care of an elderly relative, perhaps a sibling, whatever it is that you do with your spare time, very important that you put it on your activity sheet so that you're not leaving it up to people like Anthony to have to speculate. So we appreciate that, Anthony. And I was also curious, how does Siena College support students' academic and personal growth during their time on campus, especially if they had, for example, an IEP while they were in high school? And are there any unique programs or initiatives aimed at enhancing the student experience? Yeah. So um, the last few years, and again, since COVID, we've been in a position of power, I'd say, where Sienna has kind of been in a, in a place where we're able to make changes across campus to enhance that student experience and that student support services. Um, so a couple of years ago, we built uh, this new department on campus called the Sienna Experience Team. And their sole purpose on campus is to make sure that the Sienna student experience is what it's supposed to be, right? Everyone's getting what they need out of it. Um, they're kind of a one-stop shop office. Parents want to send their student maybe, you know, a birthday cake for their birthday. All right, well, now they're going to go get in touch with the Sienna Experience team. They're going to give them, hey, you're going to send it to this date or, hey, you're going to mail it to this office or, you know, they're going to give you some more insight and experience there for the Sienna student experience. Um, also, it helps, you know, students just during the just adjustment period, the first few weeks, first few months at a college, it's usually a lot of um, struggles for a lot of students, say adjusting to a new place. Maybe they're struggling, maybe they're homesick, whatever it is. Um, that Sienna Experience seems a nice little one-stop shop. Okay, hey, like, we see what's going on. Well, we're going to be working on this initiative next, or, you know, we're going to really help with stress management. We're going to really help with, you know, enhance or helping you connect with other students. Right. So their, their job is really to enhance the student experience, um, get, getting students engaged with this, you know, the traditions of Siena college, right. We're not a terribly old college, right. We were created in 1937. We were founded. Um, but there's a lot of things that are part of the Siena tradition and Siena history that some students always don't always feel connected to right off the bat. So that Sienna experience seems to help them kind of find their way while they're here. So like that's a really great thing that kind of came from the last couple of years and that strategic plan. Um, we expanded our student services and our health and wellness center. Um, and there's a, you know, there's plans for that to continue growing and adding more um, counselors and counseling center on campus. So we, we know that the world has changed drastically, right? And Sienna is being really proactive and kind of forthcoming and making the changes that we feel the students need. Um, and it's not only the administration making those changes, which is something that I'm really excited and proud of as a Siena alum, but also as a, an employee here, is that we have students helping making every decision that the college is making, right? So they're like a student leadership team um, that help our administrators and the president of the college. And, you know, hey, we really feel like there's a lack of X on campus. Okay, like, let's build it up, right? So um, a lot of diversity initiatives the last few years, um, the growing of the health and wellness focus on campus, that was a lot of it was sparked by students bringing it up to administration where like outside looking in, right? A lot of students don't feel so comfortable sharing everything with administrators of the college, understandably so, all right? A lot of, for a lot of reasons. Um, so having students on behalf of students advocate, hey, you know, I think we really need to put a stronger emphasis on mental health on campus. Oh, well, 
from the outside looking in, we might not see that because we don't know the student struggles, right? Whereas the students are able to advocate, hey, you know, I know I'm going through it. I know that I'm not the only one of this campus going through it. Can we help kind of put something in motion? And then, you know, we expanded our counseling center. We expanded the servicing hours. Um, we expanded our student wellness center itself, right? We built a, a whole new development there. Um, so I think having that the, the student advocacy opportunity and, and kind of element to it really enhances that because who knows what a student needs better than a student, right? Like they're going to be able to give Absolutely. you that insight. Um, so I, that's something that I'm, you know, again, really proud of as a Siena alum and an employee of the college because it's exciting and, and really, um, you know, empowering to see our students being empowered. Um, so like that's a really great thing that they're they're going through. And then our Office of Accessibility works really well with students individually to work with any IEPs or any, um, you know, any student services that maybe accommodations that students worked with in high school, they want when they come to college. All right, well, we can have that conversation before students arrive to campus. We can have that conversation during your junior or senior year of high school to know, hey, Sienna is going to be able to accommodate me. OK, I'm going to continue looking down this line or I'm going to continue diving into it. Um, but they do an excellent job at, again, meeting students where they are. Um, that's the one thing I think that families and I hope prospective students take away from this conversation is that Sienna is a place that's really going to meet you where you are. Um, whether you're the 30th person in your family to come to Siena, or if you found out about Siena yesterday, you're going to feel like you know this place like the back of your hand after five days on campus because so many people are invested in that student support um, and, and enhancing your, your Siena experience while you're there. Um, and then also, as far as like personal growth and professional growth, right, in addition to all those leadership opportunities, um, we have the student activities for leadership development, which all of our student clubs are um, kind of driven through. But then every department on campus has you know, leadership opportunities for internships and research and paid work study jobs and employment opportunities. We're really, hey, you, you're thinking about a, a career in admissions. All right, well, come work with us for two years. Or you want to work in sports marketing? We'll go do an internship with our Division One athletic department. Um, maybe you want to be a student academic advisor. All right, we'll go be a peer mentor for two years, right? So we give a lot of internal opportunities to students for professional and personal growth. Um, but then our McDonnell um, Career and Internship Center. Uh, is an excellent resource of preparing students for life after college, right? We know that college isn't forever, um, even though there's people like myself who never left college, right? I graduated <laughs> and I stuck around. Um, it, it does come to an end, and Sienna's fortunate that that typically is a four-year experience um, as opposed to a five- or six-year experience for students. But when students do leave, they're prepared for jobs, right? Uh, and I, I think that's a really important thing that families and prospective students need to kind of look into is the student success rate, right? We're fortunate. The last three years, Siena is the number one college and university in New York for job placement. We're in the top 10 nationally. We're number nine. Um, so awesome. our, right, our student services center does a great job at mock interviews, resume critiquing, helping you connect with the, the Siena alumni network, right? We have multiple career fairs and job fairs a year. A lot of those representatives at, the, at those career fairs are Siena alum themselves because they like feeding into that Siena community, right? So we really do a great job of preparing students for life after college while they're here. Um, so they're not thrown to the wolves when they do leave. Right. Um, you know, over 90% of students, I think we're up to 93% of students say that their job allows them to make a positive impact in society. And I think that's really powerful too, because you want to be in a position that you can help better the world. Right. Nobody wakes up in the morning. and It's like, Oh, oh man, I hope today's worse than it was yesterday. Like no, no one thinks like that. You always want to put students and help students find their calling and find their, you know, hey, I, I feel really passionately about this. Like, how can I do that? Maybe it's about like, you know, restorative justice in the criminal justice world. Maybe it's going to law school, school you can help, you know, divorce law, I, I, whatever it is, right? Um, our, our student services here help students find their passion so that they can go on and impact the world positively um, and grow professionally and personally while they're here. Like the student that you come here as day one of Siena, it's going to look much different than when you leave here. I'll tell you that. Um, personally, when I got here, I was I, I, I was a know-it-all when I got here. I thought I knew the world or I thought I knew how it all worked. And I realized pretty quickly into college that, man, I knew nothing. Um, and then so, you know, using your resources and the, the career and internship center and your academic advisors and just the counseling and wellness centers and all these people on campus that are geared towards student success, it kind of helps you that, that, that flip gets switched and you're like, oh my goodness, like, there's a whole other side of the adult world that I was not prepared for. And now I'm getting ready for it. So when I did leave and ultimately, again, I was fortunate I didn't have to leave Siena. I stayed here for my career. But, you know, so many of my friends and, and their recent alumni were very much set up for jobs and, and you know, careers. And, and, you know, a lot of that had to do with the, the student services while they were enrolled here. 
Well, no wonder why your retention rate is so high. You work so hard at building connections and you mentioned so many different resources there to support your students and make sure that they're successful for the four years on campus and beyond. So Anthony, just so you know, I always put the Office of Undergraduate Admissions, in this case, obviously at Siena College, in the show notes. If there are any other links that you wanna share with the students and their parents, just send them to me and of course, we'll make them available in the show notes. So I was also curious in terms of resources, what other resources or supports does Siena College offer to help students with financial aid and the overall financial aid process? This is something obviously that's very important to many students and their parents. So again, Anthony, any information that you could provide would be greatly appreciated. Yeah, affordability is huge, right? I think that's sometimes um, a conversation that students and families are afraid to have or embarrassed to have um, because they don't realize that everyone has that conversation, right? doesn't matter if you're in the top 1% or the bottom 1%, like affordability is going to be a conversation piece at some point in the college process, wherever you're looking to go. Um, And I think that what we do really well at Siena is having that one-on-one conversation with those families, Um, whether it be your junior year, your senior year, maybe two months before you come to Siena in the fall, our financial aid department does a great job at establishing, again, that relationship with the families, but also just being that soundboard and being that conversation piece. And, hey, we know that a lot, like life happens, right? Things that were true yesterday might not be true tomorrow for your family and your, your financial situation, right? Um, so they do a great job of kind of assisting families through that process. And obviously, this upcoming year, the financial aid process and the FAFSA, everything changes, right? And the whole process and the timeline for it all. Uh, so one thing that we do here at Santa to really assist in that is we offer a lot of information sessions, right? Whether the family's coming here for open house, we'll always have a financial aid session on our on-campus big program days. Um, we offer, and we'll talk about this a little more in a moment, but we offer something called college coaching sessions. And those are one-on-one virtual conversations that you have with a member of our team here in admissions, assisting students through the college process. But one of the sessions we have is specifically on financial aid. We will sit down and help you, you know, fill out your FAFSA, or we'll tell you what to include and what not to include. Maybe it's a student who's a dependent; they don't have, you know, a guardian or a parent that, so they're doing it all on their own. Okay, well, we're going to help you get through that process, right? So we do a great of that, a great opportunity. We take advantage of an opportunity to go to that one-on-one meeting, you know, with with our families and and, and that kind of process because we know affordability is huge. Um, we also do what we can to make it very clear on our financial aid award letters, right? Hey, you're getting this, this is what it's going to cost now, or you're getting this, that, and the other thing, and this is the final cost where, um, you know, even when I was looking at schools and just being in the higher ed world the last few years, there's some college financial aid letters that feel like you need a, a, a training to look at it. It's so confusing. <laughs> and there's this number and that number, and then there's this fee that applies to this, but not if you're in this program. And it's like, Okay, it's a lot, right? So we'll even help students and families kind of look at other award letters and kind of evaluate just so they know what they're getting themselves into um, because we know it's a big investment, right? Like college is not cheap. It's not free, right? So so we really do what we can to kind of assist students in that process. And then we also, you know, Siena is really fortunate again that we're we're able to put together very strong packages in terms of scholarships and grants and making making it affordable for families where, again, if you want to be at Siena, we're going to find a way to help you, you know, help you find that. Um, in a number of ways, right? We have our traditional merit scholarships based on high school academics, but then we have a number of additional scholarships and grants. Then we have an additional 330 endowed scholarships and grants. Wow. And then we have the financial aid piece, right? The need-based aid. So there are a lot of th- steps that we, in hoops we go through before we get you that letter and that financial aid process to really, again, do our homework, right? We expect your students to do homework on their end about Siena. We're going to do our homework to how to help you get where you can go. And if Siena's in the running, we'll gladly work with you to make it possible. Um, but those college coaching sessions, I think are really great resources um, because it puts a student in one-on-one conversation with financial aid as opposed to those big group information sessions. Well, for sure, those are definitely great resources. We appreciate that, Anthony. And I know that you're the Associate Director of Admissions, but you're also the Athletic Department Recruitment Coordinator. So Anthony, what advice do you have for prospective student athletes and how does the application process differ for them? Yeah, so... Uh, that's a great question because I know there's a lot of students who are overly excited about the prospect of going to college <laughs> and competing in athletics, right? Whether it be Division One, Division Two, II, Division Three, right? Whatever it may be, JUCO, like who knows, right? Um, but competing at a high level is a super exciting opportunity for a lot of students. Um, and it is a unique experience because it's going to change depending on what your opportunities are. And what I mean by that is if you're looking at a Division One or a Division Two school, 
that's going to change drastically than if you're looking at a Division three school, right? So Siena, we're Division one. We're able to give academic scholarships to all students, right? We have this what's called the Siena Guarantee, where anybody who applies and gets accepted to Siena gets a minimum of $63,000 in scholarships over four wow. years, right? So whether you're a Division one athlete or not, you're going to get those merit scholarships. But then Division one, we were also able to give athletic scholarships. Right. So the, right. for our highly recruited athletes, we're also gave them, able to give them athletic scholarships and help cut down the cost of tuition and have you join the Siena community again. And, and the same goes for Division two schools, whereas Division three, they don't offer those right athletic scholarships. So it's really important to know what your, your avenue is going to be and your opportunities. Um, there's going to be a place for students everywhere, whether, whether it be Division one, two or three, you're going to be able to find your, your pathway. Um, but at a school like Siena, my role really is it's kind of be that middle ground and that middle person. Right. Um, a lot of students, and I, I recommend students do it still, uh, is to reach out to coaches directly. All college coaches' information, there's going to be on their athletics websites. You can find their emails. Um, a lot of colleges like Siena, we have a recruitment form on our website. You fill it out. It gives the, the coaching staff, you know, hi, I'm Anthony. I'm from this high school. Um, I'm going to be a senior in high school. I want to play this sport at your school. Okay, well, now that's going to go to the lacrosse team, right? And now that lacrosse coach is like, Okay, well, now I'm going to go see if I can find anything on the recruiting websites of this kid. Um, but if I see that you emailed me twice saying you're really interested in Sienna and I see your name come across in the recruiting list on that recruitment form. Oh, well, this kid's really interested. Like, let's go see if, if he is the cow we're looking for or this kid's, you know, really, really dedicated to coming to Sienna. Okay, cool. Like, let's let's see what we can do. So definitely reaching out proactively to, to the coaching staffs on their own is, is super important. Every school is going to have that recruitment form, as I mentioned. So right. finding that recruitment form right. is a way to kind of get your name in front of the coaches. Um, but then for some schools like, you know, Sienna, again, my role is to kind of be that middle ground where students can reach out to me and I can kind of, Hey, you know, Hey coach, so-and-so, you know, John reached out and he wants to play lacrosse. Like, is that something that you're interested in? And if not, I can let them know, Hey, you know, we'd love to have you join Sienna. Unfortunately, there's not a spot on the lacrosse program for you. But we would still love you have joining you, you know, here at Siena. Right. Or, hey, coach, this kid reached out to me. He's also reached out to you twice, and he's in your recruitment funnel. Okay, let's get the ball moving on this kid. Like we, let's get him through the applications process quickly. Let's get him all, all the stuff that he needs to do quickly, so that he's ready to go when it's his time to make a decision. Right. Um, so that 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 kind of that unique role is there. I'm able to be that soundboard for both coaches and students. Hey, I, I reached out to so and so. Okay. Hey, coach, did you see this kid? Oh, he's not in your funnel. Okay, I'm going to talk to him about that now. Um, or hey, sit tight. He's still working on some film. He's going to be reaching out soon, whatever it may be, right? Um, but then it's also really important to be still that admissions counselor side of myself um, because the coaches are going to do a lot of the recruiting for the athletes, right? Uh, for most schools, um, they all have you know their their primary recruiter. So let's just say you're interested in maybe you're recruiting to come play baseball here. Well, the coaching staff is going to talk to you about everything you need to do for the baseball world. Okay, but are they going to be able to tell you what you need academically? Are they going to be able to tell you what you need to be in that major you want? Are they going to be able to tell you what you need to do for the application process? Right? right? Like <laughs> you still have to apply. You still have to go through admissions, right? Right. Um, so you really have to be able to kind of have that foot in both camps. Where oh, hey, I've, I've, I've talked to Coach So and So, and he told me I'm good. Okay, well, I've never gotten an application. Like I don't, even, I didn't know you existed <laughs> until just now, right? Um, so you still have to go through the traditional application process. You still have to apply. You still have to get admitted uh, traditionally. So just because you have those conversations with the coaches, and they'll do a, a, a pre-read, they're called, where um, the college coach will tell you, "Hey, most likely you'll be admitted, and you'll most likely receive this scholarship if you were to come to Siena." But that's not a final say, right? Like it's not an end-all, be-all. It's a very much contingent on a lot of things. It's on the contingency of you finishing your high school degree. Um, it's on the contingency of you completing the curriculum you said you were starting, right? So there's some contingencies where just because the coach says you might be good doesn't guarantee <laughs> you're going to be good. Uh, so you still want to make sure you build those relationships with your admissions counselors and kind of work through the process. Because I, uh, I had a phone call this morning with a student that was like, hey, you know, I'm supposed to come here in the fall. Um, you know, I'm not going to disclose anything, right? But uh, the coach <laughs> was like, the coach said he's all set, but I can't register for class. I'm like, well, Cause you never applied to the college. Like you, you have oh, to go boy. through the process, right? <laughs> okay. So now we're, we're working on a time crunch now to get you here. You don't want to just assume that you're, you're good just because the coach said so you still want right. to make sure you do the, the college application process um, because it is stressful and it's exhausting and you want to make sure you do it ahead of time and all that good stuff. But um, that's where that, that relationship and that, that outreach to the admissions counselor comes to play. Um, and usually the coaches are great at connecting you with that admissions counselor saying, Hey, John, we want you to come play basketball here. Here's Anthony. He's going to help you go through admissions. 
or hey, we, you know, we want you to come play water polo. Okay, you've already applied. All right, cool. I'm going to let them know that you're going to become one of my, my scholarship players. Okay, cool. So the students are doing their 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 homework on the admission side. It makes the process a lot smoother. And I hopefully I didn't ramble too much on that one. No, but it's very important because you made it very clear. Obviously, reach out to the coaches. You know, there's different websites with the film, which is a mm -hmm. whole separate conversation. And of course, we have to follow the NCAA rules, which yes. you know you could find on websites, students and parents. But if you are interested in playing at Siena, in addition to reaching out to the coach, obviously, Anthony, as the athletic department recruitment coordinator, is someone that you also want to reach out to. So again, Anthony, we appreciate that insight. This has been a phenomenal conversation. Siena College is so lucky to have you on their team, as were we throughout this conversation today. So it leads me to my last question, Anthony, which is, what are your top three pieces of advice that you would provide students and their parents getting ready for the college admissions process? Only three. Oh, man. <laughs> now, uh, the, the, the big three um, are kind of be probably things that a lot of families and students have heard from multiple different people. It might have been previous podcast episodes. It might be guidance counselors. It could have been other college reps, right? Um, the, the, the biggest thing is, you know, really utilizing your resources. Um, everything is at your disposal right now, right? Your phone back of your pocket all the time. Um, utilize your admissions counselors, utilize your family, your friends, your guidance counselors, your teachers, right? Maybe if you know your principal, like go talk to the principal, right? <laughs> Whatever it is, really just utilize those resources because anybody who's part of an education world, whether it be, you know, elementary school, high school, college, right? We're all doing it because we want to help students succeed, right? And they're going to do what they can to put you in a position to find success. So maybe, you know, your dream might be to go to Yale in their, I don't know, engineering. I don't even know if Yale has engineering, right? But like, maybe it's like something that, and maybe you're just not up to that level where you don't want to disappoint yourself, but okay, now I'm going to talk to those resources. Hey, now I know I can't go to Yale, but oh my goodness, there's this, Sienna's got a fantastic program or BU's got a great program that's going to do exactly what it needs to do, but I never would have found it because in my head, I was going to Yale the whole time, right? right. And like, I, I mean, that's what I did. Right. I, I, in my head, I thought I was going to Seton Hall for right. a long time. Um, and then I visited Siena because my parents encouraged me to. And then by the end of the day, I'm like, wow, like, I'm so <laughs> glad. I'm like, this is perfect. I mean, this is everything I ever wanted it to be, right? So fortunately, you know, my parents were right, which is, I guess, the fourth <laughs> unwritten advice is parents are always right. Um, but no, so really utilizing your resources because they really do have your best interest in, at, at heart, right? They want to help you find where you want to go. And um, it's sometimes tough love, right? I mean, I hate saying that, but sometimes it's that realization where if you couldn't pass geometry, maybe getting a degree in math might not be the option, right? And sometimes it's that tough love conversation where um, it's going to be hard right in the moment, but in the long run, you're going to understand why they did what they did or why they said what they said. Um, so definitely utilizing your resource is going to be a big one. Um, number two is just, I guess it's kind of similar, but just don't be afraid to ask questions. There's no such thing as a bad question. No such thing as too many questions. No dumb, like they're really, 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 questions are here to help you. Um, you're asking the questions because it's something you don't know. Right. It's not something right. you're assumed to know. Right. It's not something that you, you know, you have to know. It's just something that you want to know more about, whether it be more about a program, maybe about be about an application deadline. Um, and maybe it might be about, I, I don't know, just the next steps in a process. Right. But just asking questions. Um, I'm never going to get mad if you email me a question. If you give me a phone call, I might not answer it right away because I'm answering another phone call. Right. But I'm never going to get mad by people reaching out to me, asking me for you know, asking questions or asking for help through a process or um, asking me, you know, and we, we offer something called college coaching sessions, which, as I mentioned, right? Um, and those are, we, we will talk to you about the college process for every college, right? So like I helped a kid write an essay for Howard last year. I have no <laughs> idea why I'm writing an essay for Howard University, but like I was helping them because they asked me to do so, right? So I have people asking me, hey, can you help me write an essay for Bryant? Or hey, I have an interview at, at Seton Hall. Can you help me do a mock interview? Like, yeah, of course. Like, Let's do this. Like I, I again, I'm not here to sell you on Sienna. I'm here to help you find if Sienna's right for you, right? right? So just asking right. questions, doing that kind of thing, um, and and the third one I think is really important that I think it's overlooked um, a lot through the college process, um, but it, it's really just doing your homework. Um, and sure. I can't stress this enough: <laughs> doing your homework on the college, the people that you're talking to at the college, the name of the college. I can't tell you how many essays I read a year that are saying, Hey, I can't wait to attend X college. I can't wait to go to Providence. Or I can't wait to go to Maris. I can't wait to go to Campbell university. I'm like, I am so happy for you. That is a great, 
plan. <laughs> this is Sienna, man. Like, come on. So, so really just kind of doing your homework, doing your due diligence, making sure that when you do submit that college application, it's for the right school directed to the right person with the right formatting, the right name, um, doing your homework, doing it, you know, getting, getting your application done ahead of time. Um, we see this a lot too, where, you know, our, our early action deadline is early, right? It's October 15th, which is really early for early action. Um, but we do that to help kickstart a lot of college applications. We know students are going to wait to the last minute. Um, so by doing it, having an application due in the middle of October, oh my goodness, middle of September, students are going to start working on it as opposed to waiting until November, who knows when, right? So being aware of those those application deadlines, the application needs, different schools, different programs, we all require different things. The right. college process, we want to make it easy, but I don't know if anyone really wants to because <laughs> it's definitely not um, because everything is a little unique and every school is different. So just doing your homework, I know it's a long-winded answer, but at, at the core, do your homework. <laughs> Well, you made the college process easier by explaining in detail so many things about Siena in terms of what you offer on your campus and beyond, but also by explaining your overall application process. As I said earlier, Anthony, Siena College is so lucky to have you. You are awesome. I'm so happy as I know that this conversation is going to help so many students and their parents as they navigate through the college admissions process. I do hope to have you again. Thank you so much, Anthony. Awesome. Thank you so much for, for having me. And if, if you guys don't mind, I will leave my email if people want to to kind of reach out. Um, it's a it's a wordy one. So it's my first initial last name. It's a policia at Sienna.edu, which will spell as well. It's A is an apple. P is in Peter. E-L-L-I-C-C-I-A uh, at Sienna.edu. And again, any questions about Sienna, any other colleges out there, just just let me know. Um, this has been fantastic. Again, thank you so much. I'm pumped to be a part of this this podcast and hopefully uh can connect again soon it's our honor and pleasure and i would absolutely love to connect soon and by the way i will put the email in the show notes as well because it's a long last name like mine so anthony thank you so much hope to have you again good luck to everyone on your college search thank you so much awesome take care guys Thank you for joining us on this episode of The Cap, the College Admissions Process Podcast. We hope you enjoyed the show. If you did, please don't forget to tell a friend and follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and wherever you listen to your podcasts. I am your host, John Durante, and I look forward to seeing you on the next episode of The Cap. What's up, podcast friends? I'm happy to announce that we've teamed up with some fantastic affiliate partners to further enhance your overall college journey. So do you or someone you know need stylish dorm decor, trendy college apparel, or top-notch test prep? Whether it's creating a cozy home away from home, flaunting the latest in college apparel, or securing top-notch test prep help, we've got you covered. Check out our affiliate links in the show notes within each of these categories, which we believe will help you, our listeners. Please note that if you make a purchase through any of our affiliate links, the podcast does get a small commission, but rest assured that we would only promote products that we believe in and feel would benefit you, our listeners. So check out the links in the show notes and share with anyone you think may benefit. Thank you all and best wishes.